Welcome, everybody, to Funeral Nation, episode 222, I believe. That is Jeff, the Funeral Commander Harbison. That is Leslie Witter from NFDA, our very special guest to talk about a huge topic right now with a lot of questions. And uh, I'm Ryan Thogmartin. So let's just not delay and get right into it. Uh, Leslie, you were on a few weeks ago uh, talking about the FEMA assistance program. There were a lot of unknowns then. Now things have been finalized. So it's imperative that we have you back on to kind of break this down. So the first question I have for you is what expenses are covered or not covered by this assistance? Hey, Ryan, thanks. That's a great question. And before I answer it, just let me say thanks to you guys. I really enjoyed your last uh, podcast. I thought you guys made some great points and I'm delighted to be back. So thanks for having me. So what expenses are covered? If you go to the FEMA website, and remember, I don't speak for FEMA, so everyone should be on the FEMA website under funeral assistance. Um, FEMA lists the basics and how they talk about it is um, expenses related to the actual funeral service and to the contract, right? So for our purposes, so check out the FEMA website. They list some expenses, but they don't list every single scenario. So, you know, we've been doing a couple of webinars and people have very specific questions. Pretty much if it's in the contract and it's related to the funeral service or the burial service, it's more than likely going to be included. But FEMA didn't have, you know, they didn't lift every single thing, but it includes transportation for up to two people to identify the, the deceased. Um, transfer of the remains is included, the casket or the urn. The burial plot or cremation niche, uh, a marker, a headstone, arrangements for the funeral ceremony, they're included, um, clergy, officiant services, costs associated with producing multiple death certificates. Um, so there's, and, and then the use of the funeral home and the staff. So basically, anything that goes in that contract that's connected to the service or the funeral should be covered. Um, things that are not included are if you travel to the funeral, so if it's out of state and you fly, you can't charge your, air t your airline ticket or like if you buy, well, you wouldn't buy a new dress, but if I brought a new dress for a funeral, I couldn't charge that to the federal government. So that's kind of a good basic guide, but again, not speaking for FEMA, just talk to them a lot. So everyone should check out the FEMA website. Gotcha. So, Leslie, what is any legal responsibility, if any, from funeral directors and the funeral home? That's a great question, Jeff. Um, so, short answer, none. Funeral directors do not have to be involved. They can sit in their funeral home and choose to do nothing right now. But like you talked about, I think this is a great opportunity to show leadership in your community. So even though funeral directors are not responsible for administrating the assistance, helping to educate the families you serve and the communities you live in goes a long way to helping families honor their loved ones. And that's what funeral service does. So it's a great opportunity to get out there. Fully I love that. Yeah, we've been having a lot of conversations with our marketing clients about this, of, of getting ahead of it. Let's 
direct people to FEMA, but you can be a part of that conversation, which is building that bridge and that relationship. So uh, that's right. important. All right, so this is uh, this is a pretty common question I know that's been asked on, on some of the webinars. Uh, what if there's more than one or two individuals who paid the expenses? Oh yeah, <laughs> that has come up a lot. <laughs> and I know why, because funeral directors deal with family dynamics a lot. So I, I know the stories about the brother sister fighting, right? So, um, this is to me, this is another great reason for funeral directors to be reaching out to the families now. You should reach out in advance to the person who paid your bill. So, if my name is on the bill, you should be reaching out to me saying, Hey, Leslie, do you know about this benefit? Can I help you? I know you couldn't do a memorial service then, but maybe you could do it now and kind of talk through and contact me because, um, I'm the one who paid the bill, so I'm your main contact. Now, it could be that my brothers chipped in the money and I got to work that out with my siblings. The federal government or you is not going to get involved in that weird family dynamic, right? So, so to prevent that, funeral directors should be reaching out to the person who paid the bill. They're the person who's responsible and the person who could be eligible for the reimbursement. So I, I would take that as... um. The, the the FEMA rule, which is on the website, so it's um one person is the applicant and they can have a co-applicant, but like I have four brothers, so we couldn't all be applicants. So you choose a main applicant, a co-applicant, and then you figure out who owes what money in your, in your own private time. <laughs> there you go. Well, Leslie, you know, I'm, I'm going to queue up this question for you because it actually prompted our discussion to begin with. What if the funeral bill wasn't paid in 2020? Can the funeral home seek out money from FEMA to get their bill paid? Yeah, Jeff, I know you've talked a lot about this and I loved your conversation about it. I realized that this is a hard topic for a lot of funeral homes. A lot of funeral homes struggle with this and, and I empathize, but it's like any other unpaid bill that you have during a non-pandemic year, right? So if you have unpaid bills, you should follow your normal collections process. There's no difference now in how you always take care of families regarding collections. But FEMA will not pay the funeral home. Um, FEMA pays the person who paid the bill or the person who has a legal contract to pay the bill. Who's supposed to pay the bill? So there you go. So I'm just going to take this short break and give a, a commercial for CNJ Financial that the funeral isn't over until you get paid. So if you didn't get paid during the pandemic, you're not getting paid now. Good luck. We may be the largest insurance assignment company in the funeral profession, but that doesn't mean we've lost touch with our roots. Here in Rainbow City, Alabama, our priorities still come down to a welcoming smile and a handshake that says we keep our promises. With all the tools and technologies that assure blazing fast turnaround, what really matters is much more old school. Personal responsibility, integrity, relationships, and the pride that comes from hearing yet another client say, you came through for us when it mattered. CNJ eliminates the challenges that funeral homes have in processing insurance death claims. If cash flow is vital to your business, welcome home.
There you go. So, there next you question. <laughs> All right. So let's build upon that. What if someone wants to add to the services uh, now? So for example, they had a direct cremation last year in 2020. Now that restrictions are lifting and they want to have a memorial service. Is that covered with this as well? Ryan, that's a great question. So the good news here, and sometimes I think people don't catch the good news, you know, the good news here is that this is a perfect opportunity for you to reach out to your families. So FEMA actually recommends that you wait until all the services have been contracted to avoid the hassle of having to amend an application. So funeral directors should be out there today saying, hey, this FEMA program is going to start in April and you're my main contact. You're the one who paid the bill. So I want you to know that even though you couldn't have a, a memorial service because of social distancing and all the restrictions, maybe now is a good time to talk about it. That is a perfect way for funeral directors to reach back and touch those families again and perhaps set up those because FEMA said, you know, the easiest process is wait until everything is done before you submit the bill. So to me, this is like really good news that FEMA acknowledges that people didn't get, they didn't get that closure they need. They didn't get the memorial service. And they're saying, you know what, if you want to do it, if you need to do it, we'll take care of that too. Just wait until everything is done and then send in kind of your big, your big receipts at the end. All right. So that, I guess a question comes to mind, is there a danger that the money or the funds will run out before I have my memorial service? Now, before I answer this, I know everyone has political opinions on how the government spends their money, right? That's not mine. You need to That's do it now. <laughs> so, I talked to FEMA about this and no, at the moment there is no concern because Congress has appropriated adequate funds. But if it ever gets to a point where there's not adequate funding, well, then it's either you go back to Congress and get more money appropriated, or there may come a point where the programs kind of run to an end. And at that point, FEMA will say, hey, we're going to end this program. You have until such and such a date. And they will give so much notice. Everybody will know that this program is ending to get your receipts in. So FEMA's not worried about it. So I'm not worried about it. There you go. All right. <laughs> Okay, so we touched on this in the last uh, interview with you, but we didn't have a definitive answer. So I'm going to ask you again, can the benefit be assigned to the funeral home? I'm going to be honest with you, Ryan. We're getting a lot of, we're getting a lot of comments on this. <laughs> and the answer is no. Legally, it cannot happen. So... Um, when Congress passes a law like the COVID relief bills, it includes funeral assistance. And then the law, you know, Congress passes the legislation and it goes to the president. He or someday she signs it and it becomes law. Then it goes to the federal agencies and they have to implement the law. Now, in the case of funeral assistance, it was FEMA who's responsible for determining how to implement the law. Um, and Federal agencies like FEMA, they bear responsibility of following congressional intent when they're developing the policies about how the law should be 
implemented. So they actually have to consider what congressional intent was. We all know what congressional intent was. Um, so FEMA has to bear that in mind as they're figuring out how to do this. So even if somebody at FEMA says, oh, you know what? I think that's a great idea. Or on one of our webinars, if somebody, one of our members said something and FEMA thought, oh, that's great. They can't just walk out that day and change the law. There's an entire process. <laughs> so what happens is um, at the moment there are, there are federal regulations that prohibit recipients of funeral federal assistance to the individual and family households, they cannot transfer their rights to the assistance. That is in federal code, it's a law. So the only way to change that is to go back, get new legislation, get Congress to work on the new legislation, pass the new legislation, it goes to the president, the president signs it into law, it goes back to FEMA, and then they have to figure out how to implement that. So this is not an overnight thing. Um, we, NFDA has had many, many conversations with FEMA about this um, and legally they don't have authority to do it, so. That is, and you know, I, hearing your answer there, which was a wonderful explanation of how our government works, since you're standing in front of the Capitol building, <laughs> Got that one right this time. So, but you know what occurs to me listening is you know what? You have to go through literally an act of Congress because you didn't do your job and ask the family to pay you before the services were rendered or you signed the contract. Sorry, you yeah. know? It's interesting to me that excuse after excuse after excuse, oh, can they assign it to me? No, you should have been paid in the first place. You should have done your job in the first place and collected your money, period. So this should be probably one of the great lessons of all time. Even an act of Congress can't help you out if you don't do your job. And I also think this brings up another really important point. I also think that funeral service needs to stand up and get more involved. I know that a lot of people say, hey, you know, you got that DC thing down. That's good. We're covered. And that's true. I mean, NFDA has a massive and funeral service has a massive presence in DC. But, you know, you don't come to the party when the cake's already gone, right? So what we need, <laughs> what we need is for funeral directors to show up and to be part and to engage and to pay attention and to give their opinion and to help us with this because strategy and, and, and policy is made, whether you're at the table or not. And I think yeah. in the last couple of weeks, I've heard from lots and lots of people who I've never heard from. I've been here 14 years doing this job, this exact job, right? So I'm like, well, it would have been great if we had had a really strong voice with lots of active people trying to do it. So, you know, I think there's a couple of things funerals, funeral service needs to look at and, and kind of look at doing in the future. You know, it's interesting you say that as just part of a short conversation is that we're, we're coming into a new post-pandemic world. And so what worked in the past doesn't work anymore. And so, you know, again, communicating, getting involved with your government's local, especially within FDA. And, you know, you do a wonderful job. You're like our cheerleader up there, you know, working for us and doing, I mean, and, and it, we're grateful because, you know, 
watching the show prompted conversation, prompted, you know, action. So as a community of professionals, we need to become more involved and not just wait for the fire to go off and slide down the pole and go answer the call. You know, we need to do some preventative measures ahead of time. So anyway, um, Leslie, what's next with uh, FEMA and the COVID-19 Funeral Assistance Program? Okay, so believe it or not, we have another webinar tomorrow. <laughs> so NFDA has already done two webinars. I know ICCFA has one today. And then tomorrow, Thursday, Thursday? Yeah, tomorrow we're going to do another one. Um, we're, we're going to do a, a kind of the same one that we've done, but with some additional answers. So each time we do a webinar, we get the questions, we go back to FEMA, and then we try to address them in the next webinar. So the one tomorrow is open to everybody. Um, it's not just NFDA members, it's anyone in awesome. funeral service. It is not open to consumers. Consumers are a whole different ball game. Um, so this is open to funeral service. Then next Tuesday, we're doing another webinar. And honestly, I'm getting tired of hearing my own voice. <laughs> but on Tuesday, we're going to do a really good webinar about connecting with families and your community. So what that's going to highlight is we've created a toolkit that has um, frequently asked questions, a sample letter that funeral directors can send to those, those family members um, to help them reach out and initiate the conversation. We have news release templates so that you can put the information out in your community and really lead the effort, be seen as a resource. We got social media tools and we're going to have some really great speakers who have already, since the first webinar FEMA did, um, they've already been out on Facebook and their websites and they're already reaching out to the community. So what we're going to try to do is help funeral directors figure out how to do these things, how That's to awesome. actually reach out. So yeah, so I'm excited about that too. Good. Well, Leslie, uh, we're grateful for the work that you do. You're always a great guest. Uh, you have a wonderful sense of humor and uh, you have a wonderful way of delivering the message that sometimes people don't want to hear. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I often say things people don't want to hear, but that's my job, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Leslie, thank you for being here again. Uh, Ryan and I appreciate it. And to everyone out there of the Funeral Nation, make sure and tune in and listen to what NFDA is providing, whether you're an NFDA member or not. They're spreading the news and working for you. But you need that NFDA membership long-term because you can see where your dollars are going. Leslie, thank you. Have a great week. And tell everybody in Washington, we said hey from Funeral Nation. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, it. out here.